When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, hello, friends. We are back once again. If you recognize this ragtag group, then you may have seen or heard the first rendition of our very first, I don't want to say inaugural, that's a heavy commitment, but it's our very first, uh, maybe our last, I don't know, comic book draft, SPC comics draft. Last time I had my partner here, Remzo, of course, as well as Supreme Patrons, Eric and Jeffrey on, and we drafted a series of creators, artists, characters, and whatnot. And now... We're going to present the companies, the universes that we have built around those very creators and characters. With that set up, Remzo, before I even go further, would you like to tell us who our show is brought to us by today? Our show today is brought to you by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who only... (laughs) I'm not... I was really hoping you'd give me like two seconds. Uh, our, yeah. our show today is brought to you by You're the promo guy. You get no time well, off. I'm I'm going to be drinking. And I, I I shit you not. I'm I'm actually looking at my wife across the room. I, I just realized as we're about to promote our fantastic uh, Fox and Sons coffee, it's somewhat ironic that I'm on camera for those watching on YouTube and drinking a sugar-free, mind you, a Red Bull. Now, typically, I would drink coffee, but let's just say it's a lot later in the day and night. I've already had my Fox and Sons. Something else is required at this moment. Anyway. Yeah. Fox and sons, go ahead and use our promo code. Second print pod. I'll get you 15% off your order of $25 or more. Go ahead and support Jeffrey. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead and support. Well, support Jeffrey too. support. Everybody. I mean, support. Um, Jesus. Support Jeffrey drinking Fox and sons coffee. Uh, Stephen Fox. Go ahead. and support. If you don't buy his coffee, Stephen can't feed his children. The former promo guy, Eric, you recently got some Fox and sons. Is that correct? <laughs> Eric, welcome I- to the show. Oh, thank you. I did. And I used the promo code and uh, I must say the coffee is as good as you guys say it is. And it's legit. The promo code worked, right? It wasn't it no sure did. here. All right. No fraud. I, I know no. a lot of people are thinking, yeah, I'm sure that's a real promo code. I'm sure it's really good coffee. It's legit. I think Remzo and I both agree. We don't like to promote stuff that we don't actually know if it's good or know what it is. Uh, this is a case where we have both had this coffee. We both drink this coffee regularly. So I have no issue telling you guys about it. And Stephen Fox, a great friend of the show, uh, a great supporter of the show. So check out foxandsons.com. Use discount code secondprintpod for, what is it? 15% off? 15%, 15% off. Order coffee or his children will starve. Use discount code RFK so that Remzo gets a portion of uh, the funds to go to fix his throat cancer. Uh, but I, uh, I also uh, recently purchased some Fox and Sons coffee using your uh, promo code. Which, is quite which ones did you get? Uh, I got the Brazilian honey blend and the uh, Tanzanian tea berry. Those are two of my all-time favorites. Well, look at this. We I don't didn't know how we ordered. 
I don't know how we ordered the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, yeah, you guys have similar tastes. I think, I, I think I'm biased because usually when I read the ads, I'm always saying the ones that I'm drinking at the moment. It's always the Brazilian honey prep or the Tanzania pea berry. I mean, those are probably all his coffee is good. But if you want something, and my, my thing is always when I tell people about Fox and Sons, I'm like, listen, this is coffee you don't have to drink with creamer. Like, it's just so naturally rich with each one. So do yourself a favor, folks. Save children. Drink coffee. Change the world. That being said, now, speaking of changing worlds, we're not just changing worlds here. We're creating worlds. We're creating universes, multiverses, all sorts of things here. Uh, So... I'm not going to, we're not going to go recap our entire drafts. We already did a two hour show and I think 30, 30 minutes of that show was a recap anyway. So if you want to know how we got here, if you want to know how we came to uh, acquire these players, these characters and whatnot, just go listen to the SPC comics draft, tick back in your comic in your uh, podcast feed, uh, tick back on the YouTube, wherever it is, you're checking this out. It's really easy to find. Maybe I'll even help you out in the show notes and link to it. If I'm not too lazy, we'll see about that. Uh, but today we're going to reveal. Now we do have some rules here, some very minor rules here. We, like I said, we drafted writers, artists and characters. So we have a few rules in laying out this universe. Now we're all going to present 12 monthly books. This is kind of the core monthly lineup that we're going to be launching this company with. We're also going to be presenting four mini series as well as one crossover event. Uh, within that I'm doing this without notes. So if I miss something, let me know, but I think I know this by heart. Uh, we have every character must be used once, but even if that's just as a supporting character in some book, you just basically have to use everybody you draft in some way, shape or form. Um, for each title you have, you can just give a brief description of what you're thinking about the book. As we know, Remzo already has some descriptions up because he sent us his whole list ahead of time. So that's why we're going to start with him. But for the rest of us, we're going to be surprised as we, as we have these, uh, unveiled to us, uh, as far as using artists and writers, I think we all generally agreed twice. They can be used twice each. Is that what we said? Was that the final thing? But if they do both, the writers can be used. Every writer and artist must be used at least once. No artist can be used more than twice. No writer can be used more than three times. Okay. Except with the exception of the crossovers and miniseries. Correct. Do we agree on that? Because that's like a separate thing. We're talking about real life, the monthly books. Okay, cool. That's correct. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much it. I think that's pretty much it. I guess someone or we could all keep track of ourselves or someone who really wants, I don't want to do it as the points. I guess someone should keep us all honest to make sure no, no one is u- overusing their, like is no one's using a writer five times or something like that. But uh, maybe we can, I even include gonna... the number. I even added the number beside their names. Y'all I'm gave me. So trust. I want to, I want to take the mic for a moment. Y'all gave me so much shit, so much shit for casting Deacon Frost. And I got confused. Was, was there an audition? What, what was this? I, I mean, for, for choosing him. Try out. And for everything else. So much shit. Yeah, I was the most organized mofo on this entire thing. So when people start hearing all the shit that will come, because it will come, because the forces are against me, folks. I'm the underdog in this situation. Y'all got to back me up. I'm just saying. All right, underdog. <clears throat> that being the case. Why don't we start with you? Because you already we already have your whole list in front of us. So uh, why don't you start by just going through your entire lineup, and we will comment when necessary, which I imagine is going to be often. So as many of you know, and I'm going to try and keep this as uh, as concise as possible, so I'm not meandering all over the place. I'm a three times published author, 
I'm a digital marketer by trade. So telling stories, telling stories, getting uh, story brands set up, having an identity is important. And I was the first person, remember, for, first in your hearts, first in the show. I was the first person to go ahead and unveil the name of my company last time, which you can completely out of turn. Yes, you did do that. Well, I went ahead and did that and I called it revolving door comics. And I did that specifically because with a revolving door, because the fans will be revolving in and out quickly in in and out. But you know, it it also says something to the create the creative mind behind the stories and how I kind of crafted everything because two people can be in a revolving door, but they're completely separated. They're, in the same space, but there's only a thin layer of glass moving. And as they go around and round and round, sometimes you get trapped in those doors, you get disoriented, you walk through the wrong end, and then you're like, damn, I have to go through the revolving door again. That's I feel the like I was idea. supposed to be really high to hear that. Well, <laughs> I wanted to go ahead and take the whole idea of a multiverse and I wanted to do something different. So what I did was I went ahead and did what they did at Image I'll Comics. Here, they worry. did this with uh, Vertigo and with um uh, you know, some of the other indie publishers that have controlled, you know, insular universes. I went ahead and created a, a world Bible. And what that basically is, is that sets the conditions and terms for how your comic book universe operates. Valiant Comics is the world outside your window. So they try and remain more grounded, um, you know, for, for stuff like uh, Rocket and, um, you know, the I, I, I don't want to call them the black comic book company, but the guys that brought you Static Shock and everything, you know, when they went ahead and came out with Milestone. their stuff, Milestone, they went ahead the black and... Black comic book company. Yeah, <laughs> there's no other way around That's it. What, They're all black. What do you call it? BET, the black, the black TV black, station? Yeah, so the BET of comics, you know, they, they went ahead. Dwayne Duffy, who started that and kind of corralled everything, he really made the idea of having Universe Bibles popular. Didn't so you here's my by one of the writers at Milestone? One of the DC ones, because DC yeah. got bought by them and they basically brought in like this Marxist All the way bullshit. around, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure DC bought Milestone. Yeah, DC bought B- DC bought Milestone and they hired some Marxist bald lesbian to go ahead. And I'm not insulting her. I'm just describing her because she's a bald Marxist lesbian. Um, I, All checks out. Yeah, like, and, and she went ahead. I was going to buy her book. I was so excited. I went on Twitter and I found her Twitter and I was like, I cannot wait for Static Shock because I grew up with the cartoon. I want to tweet to you about this. I'm I so want to tweet to you. It's like, lady, I, I think you're smart. I like your book. And she blocked me. And I was like, I've never done anything. I think lesbians you. are kind of cool, actually. So. I have no problem with, you know, I like women too. You know, we have that in common. Um, you know, I have hair. You don't. Like, you know, we, we can get along of that. I was going to give her my money. Eric is just like, I'm going to get fired tomorrow. Um, like I, I just, I, how did I, this I, get clearance? Yeah. Like I just, I just wanted to give her my money and she gave me hate. Um, because she's a racist. I'll say that. So anyway, against Puerto Ricans. Yeah. So anyway, here's my world Bible. This is how I set everything up. Two worlds exist parallel to one another. One where the vampire Deacon Frost has killed the boy Teth Adam and one where he didn't. Frost used the magic of the wizard Shazam to take over one planet, but craves the counter-Earth, Earth 2. Did Only you draft Victor- the wizard Shazam? Yes, the wizard okay. Shazam. All right, you drafted um, him? Huh? Did you draft the wizard Shazam? Don't worry about that. <laughs> God, I'm like two words <laughs> in. I'm just, I'm just giving you shit. Go on. Um, Only Victor Von Doom, Sorcerer Supreme, can lead his team to this outcome of stopping Frost from completely taking over another planet. Meanwhile... On Earth 2, Teth Adam has become a ruthless killer and despot. The heroes of this Earth know there is no way to turn back the clock or salvage their world, but they can save their counter-Earth, which they are calling Earth-X, from suffering the same fate. 
Dr. Stephen Strange, master of the mystic arts, an unworthy sorcerer supreme in exile can make things right. So what I've established is you're going to have two worlds, and I've split up <clears throat> the 12 titles, six in Earth 2, six in Earth X. And they're parallel stories, but you're going to see is that this multiverse is not going to have like a one-to-one copy of each. And they're going to, you know, there's a time difference. One is more 80s. Um, blend the other one is contemporary modern times. So who is in each other? Who is in each other's planet? How time moves? Why is Teth Adam an adult in one planet and a child in the other? How can they move amongst each other? This isn't a, a multiverse where it's going to be clean cut, and that's going to cause confusion, especially when both Earths eventually collide. So, so is uh, is Deacon Frost a good guy? Deacon Frost is the bad guy. So, but in but in but in the second on Earth two, Teth Adams a ruthless despot. They they both are. I, both I went ahead. Okay. I went ahead and said that they're both like they're both dictators. Okay, but okay. you know, in yeah, one Earth, Teth Adam yeah. didn't get a chance to be that because Frost killed him and took his powers. And by you know, to answer your question about the Wizard Shazam, by the uh, by by the drafting of Teth Adam, he has to have his power somehow. So I'm not right, drafting right. him necessarily, but that's You're a drafting the origin move. story. All right, fair yeah, enough. I'll, I did that. I'll, I'll so I have my first six books, which are all based in Earth X. Earth X takes place more in like the 80s, whereas Earth 2 takes place now. So title one is called Victor Von Doom, Sorcerer Supreme. The main character is Dr. Doom and his regular supporting cast are Ghost Rider, Danny Ketch, and Gambit. My writer, Jeff Loeb. My artist, uh, Dale Eaglesham. The synopsis is that Victor Von Doom, who is yet to be disfigured, who is not a villain in this situation, is on a mission to avenge the death of his master, Stephen Strange, who was killed by Frost, and to save the world from the rule of Deacon Frost by any means necessary. So you begin to see that, you know, in this world, he is a Sorcerer Supreme. He is a hero. He's not yet disfigured, and he's already kind of ruthless. He, he will kill people. He doesn't, he's an anti-hero. He just, you know, he's not the stereotypical doom yet. And I did this intentionally because if I'm putting all these characters from different universes and from different times and stuff like that, I wanted to go ahead and completely change who they are. Um, as characters. So that way that expectation isn't just assumed. Uh, title two is called Enemies of the State. This is an ensemble book. Uh, this The main character is John Constantine. The supporting cast regularly there is Merlin, the Dark Archer, and Mystique. This is written by Jeff Loeb and again, the art done by Dale Eaglesham. These mercenaries travel the ruins of North America searching for refuge and fortune and will work for whoever the highest bidder is. So this is kind of like Red Hood and the Outlaws that was done during um, uh, DC's New 52. This is a little bit of Suicide Squad Thunderbolts, but with more of a you know mystical element to it. My third title is Fisk. You can assume who's in it. Yeah. This is not about the last one. It's about the one before. What, what's the... Maybe did you say this? What's the role of of a uh, gambit in the in that title? They're just they're just his they're just like his lackeys, his sidekicks. Gambit's just a, a lackey. Yeah, they're just lackeys. It's his boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't I didn't really think he was main title contender. I just want him there to be there. Fair enough. And if you really want to know, I kill him pretty early on. Gambit, no. Spoiler so. alert. Why am I buying this book now? I already know that huh? the big damn. Don't need to buy it. I, I was buying it for Gambit, and now, you know. Well, you'll love title three. Okay. I called it Fisk. Uh, the main character in this is Kingpin, and 
Deacon Frost is a supporting character. He hey, is he's the dictator of the universe, but he's he is, a supporting character. This is well, this is a com this is a comic of villains. Like, here's the thing. Like, I went really hard on the villains. I want you to see the villains rise to power. I want you to see how the villains get along with each other. So Kingpin is basically like Jabba the Hutt in this case. He's basically allowed to operate because he's useful to Deacon Frost. And Frost has no, you know, Frost doesn't like to do everything. You're going to see later that he's not, like, he allows places to still have their functioning governments. He's just goes around telling people what to do. He's not like a total, like, you know, genocidal maniac, like uh, black Adam is in the other universe. So this is written by so Al Ewing. the frost verse, as you may call it, the, um, the better place. It's not as bad. He's like a more benevolent. That, that's dictator. subjective. That's subjective. It, it, you know, I think wow, you described it as a good way of doing it. Like you still have some functioning government in some places, but they all know that frost shows up. He, they do what he fucking says. So I wanted this to really be like as gritty as possible. I thought that having uh, Al Ewing uh, right and Tim Sale do the art would be perfect. And the synopsis is uh, Wilson Fisk. I had a typo in the document. Wilson Fisk rose from hired gun to slumlord. Watch the rise of the biggest criminal enterprise EarthX has as Fisk runs his empire in the shadows of the rule of Deacon Frost. So this is really much a Breaking Bad type of thing. This is the Sopranos. This is really like the criminal element of this earth. Uh, title four is called weapon Hulk. The main character is red Hulk and the supporting cast uh, for this run is the cast of enemies of the state. Uh, Dark Archer, John Constantine, and mystique. The writer is Matt Kent artist, Tim sale. Again, the synopsis is they're created to hunt down rogue metahumans and mutants. Thunderbolt Ross undergoes a demonic spell cast by Deacon Frost in order to become Weapon Hulk with his first target, the enemies of the state. So this is a wily e. Coyote thing. Like, will he get them? Won't he get them? Uh, I like to have titles where it's like you get to see both perspectives of the same story. You're going to see that play later. So you might have some overlap between Weapon Hulk and the enemies of the state story. Uh, they won't necessarily go like line by line, issue by issue, but there's going to be a lot of self-referencing and I'm trying to build a shared universe here. So title five is called Agents of Hate. The main character is Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, with the supporting cast of Homelander and Berserker. Written, again, by Al Ewing, artist Rob Liefeld. The synopsis is that the state-sponsored enforcers of Deacon Frost, the Scarlet, um, you know, at, you know, the, they're the state-sponsored enforcers, and Scarlet Witch has begun to wonder whether or not this is the type of life she wants to live after being uh, in a battle with Victor Von Doom and deciding to let him live and escape. So this is a, a villain book in which Wanda Maximoff is having a crisis of character, and she doesn't know whether or not she wants to continue to serve Frost, but she knows that she's surrounded by all these people that can very easily kill her. So it's a, it, it's a choice story. And I think I'm, I haven't decided whether or not she's going to ultimately choose to be evil or not. But, um, you know, I thought that was a good dynamic for a title agents of hate. So title six, the last of the earth X planet books is curse of the werewolf. I, I was going really dark with everything. I was going really serious and dramatic. So I wanted to have I'm like trying to funny- figure out who I'm supposed to root for in this. Every, everybody's either a villain or thinking about consider, considering being a villain. Yeah, well, this is this is very much like Age of Apocalypse in which everything is kind of like turned on its head or Age of X or something like that. I always like those books because it makes heroes bad guys and it makes bad guys heroes. Okay. So I like that dynamic because you don't know. And I'm hoping that 
with some of that symmetry in which you're going to see some books like enemies of the state and weapon Hulk kind of mirror each other that you're really going to wonder like, who, who am I rooting for? But curse of the werewolf is with mayor werewolf by night supporting cast is cheetah written by Matt fraction, Jeff Loeb. I think Matt fraction is really good at writing a duo books. Um, you know, sex criminals was absolutely hilarious. So this takes a lot of inspiration from sex criminals, the movie, Mr. And Mrs. Smith there. It's not as serious. I have this one as more of a comedy, but the synopsis is you're going to learn more about the regular life of people who aren't in this like power struggle on earth X. And, um, you know, the, the werewolf by night and cheetah, they live normal lives, but they have powers, but they don't want people to know about it. So you get to understand how they see themselves in this world where it's like, if you don't have power, you're going to be, you know, oppressed and bullied. And, uh, you know, werewolf by night thinks that he wants to go ahead and, you know, join the enemies of the state and others while his wife just wants to try and live as normally as possible. So now I'm on to the last six regular titles. These take place in All Earth right. 2. Before we, before we move into these, I want to uh, halfway through. This is a test. This is a quiz. See who's been paying attention. We're about halfway through your main books. I want to go around. I want everybody to name what book they are most likely to pick up off the shelves if they see it. Eric. Uh, Victor Von Doom, Sorcerer Supreme. All right. What did you see about that? Uh, Doom is the, <laughs> Doom's the lead. He's Sorcerer Supreme. You know, I, I think that, that I think that says it all. All right, Jeffrey. What about you? Yeah, Victor Von Doom. You see, I was going to say the same thing, but now I, I feel like I don't want to just be a, be a copycat. Similar reasons. All about Doom. All about that hot Doom action. Well, don't don't forget Gambit dies. Gambit does die. That's true. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, I, I am. I, I mean, in, if I'm going to answer honestly, yeah, that's the book I would pick up, especially because I already love Doom 2099. So I love, I love this character. I love weird takes on this character, and I think the him as a, as a sorcerer supreme, um, as as sort of like because in in 2099 it's similar in the sense that he's in this weird different kind of world, but he he's kind of the same character, but has to it's flipped on the head because he sort of does become the hero to fight the the greater villain. So uh, I think it's an interesting take. All right, that that was a little bit of my inspiration as well as infamous Iron Man. I think that Doom has kind of had this reputational change where people like to see him not as like you know the traditional supervillain, but as somebody who is like. You know, like he sees himself as a hero. That was Stanley's all that was his intention from day one. Like Doom actually thinks he's a hero. Yeah. He is the the champion of Latveria, and he's always been very legitimate about that. Now he's yeah, shown some funny ways to show his affection and whatnot to certain women at times, but you know, haven't we all? So fair enough. All right, moving on. I think I think people are tired of him being done dirty in movies too. So yeah. Well gotta root for him a little bit. Let's see what happens there. Stay tuned. So the Earth two books these take place on the other Earth. So this is where Teth Adam did become the dictator. Did yes become dictator. Yeah. Right. So some parallels I want to go ahead and bring up in the other world. Deacon Frost killed a child. Teth Adam in this world. Deacon Frost didn't even exist. And here's the other uh, how, a world without Deacon. Say it ain't so. Yeah, world about Deacon Frost. So <laughs> Teth Adam was able to grow up into Black Deacon. Adam. The other thing is, is that in Earth X, Stephen Strange was Doctor Doom's mentor, and he dies. Whereas here, there is no Doctor Doom, and um, Stephen Strange has, you know, is still. He was the master, you know, he was the Sorcerer Supreme, but he lost his title at some point. I've always liked an unworthy Doctor Strange. I always think that always puts him, puts him in some good stories. Brian Michael Bendis used to do really well at that with New Avengers. So the first title 
is the reign of Black Adam. Obviously, main character, Black Adam. The supporting cast is Zatanna and Blackheart. Writer, Matt Kent. Artist, Javier Salteras. The synopsis is to save the soul of his resurrected wife, Zatanna. So I went ahead and uh, swapped or, you know, uh, Isis or Osiris uh, for Zatanna in the situation because his wife dies and her soul, it comes back in the spirit of the street magician, uh, Zatanna. Uh, Black Adam kidnaps her because her soul is there. He had claim to her soul. So Black Adam, who is still a bad guy, has to go into hell and fight another bad guy for the soul of his wife, Blackheart. So this is just a bad on bad. What does it mean to love somebody when you're like the Saddam Hussein of the comic book universe? I mean, I think uh, you're going to see a lot of blood and guts with this one. And Matt Kent knows how to write really complex people like that. I think that would be great. Javier Saltaris would do great uh, at any DC book. I'm surprised he hasn't done that before. Title eight, like I said, with the you know werewolf and cheetah for the curse of the werewolf, I, I need some humor and stuff. So I went ahead and was like, I want a buddy comedy. Um, because this is a world where you still have some, you know, some semblance of like this authoritarianism. So you got to have some enforcers. Why not make them cops? The main character is Savage Dragon. The supporting cast is Bloodshot and Sin Eater, written by Matt Kent, art by Matt Battaglia. Because we've all seen Matt do Savage Dragon, Bloodshot, and Sin Eater. So that was my, my, was my motivation. It's like, I know he can draw them, and they look badass. So there's a buddy cop comedy based on the streets of New New York because Teth Adam blew up New York and rebuilt on top of it. And they're hunting a serial killer called the Sin Eater. So how I was saying earlier with like enemies of the state and weapon Hulk, that you're going to see like parallels of the same story. Sometimes you're going to get that with the irredeemable dragon and bloodshot as well as portrait of Sin Eater. One of the most messed up movies, but one of my favorite indie movies is called Henry portrait of a serial killer. And it's just like disturbing. It's like that Jeffrey Dahmer TV show. It's like, I want somebody without powers, really, who's just like bad for bad sake. So, so these, the two, these two series run like parallel to each other? Yes. Do you, do you need to follow both? You don't have to, but it's rewarding if you do. Okay. okay. Brian Michael Bendis used to do that with New Avengers and Mighty Avengers uh, back when he actually used to care about quality. And I thought, and, you know, if we could do that for here, where it's like you're rooting for Sin Eater in one or you're rooting for the cops in the other. It's like, oh, who like Hickman kind of did that in his Avengers run as well. Yeah, he, he kind of did that, too. So it's kind of like you that could follow just one. But if you had the complete picture, if you were following. Exactly, exactly. And that's kind of the, the idea of this. So main character, everything is switched now is Sin Eater. Um, and uh, the supporting is Bloodshot and Savage Dragon, obviously. Writer, Chip Zdarsky. Art, Matt Battaglia. The synopsis is like I mentioned. It's kind of like that Henry portrait of a serial killer. So this is going to be the most grounded series. And it's going to basically show what's it like growing up in Earth 2. And, uh, you know, how how can this person without powers be like this vicious serial killer who's able to outrun Dragon and Bloodshot guys who should typically catch their, you know, catch much harder villains and bad guys and stuff like that. Uh, title 10 is the mirror of Agatha Harkness, hot Agatha, not old lady Agatha. Like we used to have uh, supporting uh, cast. Old lady Agatha is the real Agatha. Yeah. But I, we, you know, Agatha's some retcon, a, a, some retcons are gone. Okay. Some retcons actually do work. Uh, so hot Agatha. At least uh, it's not a woke Agatha. It is just a hotter, younger, same person. Exactly. You know? Same evil, just hotter. Uh, supporting cast is black. Adam. Imagine if they did one. black lesbian Agatha. That would be funny. 
So this is okay. kind of like uh, this is kind of like the Fisk book in which you know the the big bad guy is is seen in a supporting role in this one for somebody who's also bad. Uh, written by Ed Brubaker, art by Javier Saltares. Harkness is attempting to travel back in time to save her lover Stephen Strange. So I have them as an item in this, but she ends up creating a multiverse of problems. This is your classic. I went back in time and stepped on. I a got butterfly. the Harkness and the multiverse of problems. That would have been a great. Yeah. That would probably have been better than what they came out with. But uh, yeah, so basically this is more self-contained. This is the most self-contained book. And at the end of it, you see Black Adam is like, man, somebody's fucking things up. And he has to, you know, go fight Agatha at the end. Uh, Title 12 is something a little bit different. Um, I wanted, I, 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 what I like about Power Girl is that she's one of the few characters from the pre-crisis era that remembers absolutely everything. Yeah, this is 11th. Sorry. Um, uh, I like the idea of Agatha. I'm sorry, of, of. Uh, Karen or Kara Zorel having an idea of what the earth she came from used to be. So I was like, what if something happened in the other earth and she winds up in earth X. So finally we have a scope of somebody from the other earth really calling out the differences and trying to figure out what's going on and how to get back home. So this is a planet of the apes. This is a Robinson Crusoe. This is power girl trying to figure out, like what, what's the deal? How do I end up here and how can I get home? And this has Ed Brubaker for writing, but I love power girl written by Rob Liefeld. Not going to lie. So I went ahead and brought him for art like that. Huh? You mean drawn by Rob Liefeld? Yeah. Drawn by Rob Liefeld, uh, written by Ed Brubaker. And then title 12, the last of my ongoing series is called soldier. No more. This is soldier boy. Who's kind of like the main assassin for, um, for black Adam and his supporting cast is Dead Man. So this is written by uh, Larry Hama, art by Brian Hitch. The idea is, is that Soldier Boy is Frost's personal assassin. But he, for once, is being hunted by the ghost of an old friend and his former partner in killing people, Dead Man. Why is he doing this? You'll have to wait and see. So this is where the hunter becomes the hunted type of deal. Continuity and, uh, error. Continuity error. What? Oh, what is it? What did you catch? Title 12, Soldier No More, part of Earth 2. Deacon Frost does not exist. Therefore, Soldier oh, yeah, no, not it's, it's be Black Frost's personal sure said, assassin. You know, I wrote Continuity this down. Calm down. Disqualified. Calm down. Your so it's, team it's is Black involved. Adam. It's Black Adam on that. So, um, yeah, that's so a Hunter. He's, he's Adam's personal. I'm going to change it for you. So it's Thanks. not good. Adam's really, personal. Really helping, really helping Remzo through all this. It's really nice. <laughs> Like I said, people, the forces are against me. Uh, so, right, any more well, any more books in there you, you guys want to pick up while we're one one note? Uh, yeah. I thought I thought Dead Man was a circus acrobat. Uh, he was, yeah, he was. Uh, and then so, he dies, <laughs> and he's basically kind of like a you know his thing is he can go into the bodies of other people and he solves mysteries. So the idea is, what does the guy who can kill everybody do when he can't kill somebody who's already dead? Uh, but, but he said he was his old partner in killing. Yeah. So in this universe, they were they were like a special forces Delta team. So he wasn't a circus acrobat. In this he wasn't universe. a circus acrobat. <laughs> All right, so or maybe he was, and he just decided to go and join the army or something. He's like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to use these circus story? skills to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair All fair. right. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy I, that. I'm I'm digging. Uh, obviously, I you know you're going to tug on me with the da- the dragon and bloodshot. I mean, those are two of my favorite characters put them together with the mats. I mean, I'm, I'm buying that one for sure. And then, uh, look, there's no way the teenage boy in me won't let me not see uh, Rob Liefeld draw Kara. So <laughs> I'm probably picking those two up. 
All right, you got a couple of miniseries and then a, a crossover. Let's let's bring this puppy home. Yeah. So for these miniseries, I, I usually like miniseries that are under there are four issues or under. So one, I you know, you got to have a classic alien invasion story. So one is called Mark of Evolution. It has all of Earth X fighting against the invading force of the high evolutionary. He thinks that Earth is weakened. They have a dictator. They're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, all team up to fight the high evolutionary written by Robert Kirkman uh, art by Dennis Hallam supporting is the entire the entirety of Earth X. And the idea is this is a classic alien invasion story in which everyone must unite um, with Frost and against the high evolutionary. So this idea of like, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, team up with Stalin to fight Hitler type of thing. The next one is Frost Must Die. I just wanted like a chase him, go get him, like see how far you can take this bad guy and see whether you can I love how him. much of this is Deacon Frost based. I love that you just branded the whole thing yeah. around this character. Yeah, well, I respect it. Let, let me let me state this. One of the reasons why I wanted somebody who was kind of vanilla character was because people don't have expectations. You know, you Jeffrey, achieve, you achieve that. Yeah, Jeffrey was right when in which she's like, "Well, Dead Man was an acrobat." He's like, "Yeah, but you know, some of the things are skewed." And while you're going to get that with some of these characters and titles, you don't really have that with Deacon Frost. So my thing is like, he's like my you know my carte blanche. He's my very few expectations. Yeah. yeah so. Um, <laughs> Uh, and supporting cast. So the main character is Steppenwolf. You're seeing this through the eyes of Steppenwolf. Uh, the supporting cast are Dr. Doom, Etrigan the Demon, and others in Earth X. You're going to see them in like panels, some more supporting than others. Written by Robert Kirkman, art by Steve Epting. Doom summons two demons to go kill Frost at all costs. This is basically the story of John Wick 3, in which it's just people just hunting him down the entire time. You're going to see if they can actually take down. Uh, Frost, who has the power of Black Adam. So he's a vampire and that. So just just a reminder. The third one is really like the biggest of the miniseries. This is called Earth X. And I, I wanted this Earth to be inspired. Well, at least that's what you put. Yeah, Earth 3. <coughs> one second. I know I'm choking on it too. No, I'm just kidding. So, jokes. so Earth 3, the main character is Omak. This is a Secret Wars inspired story. And this has the entire cast of Earth 2 and Earth X. Writer Robert Kirkman, art by Steve Epting. I, li- I like to pair my guys. I think there's a lot of symmetry when you can pair writers and artists across multiple titles. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
apples, which is why you see That's that. Like it's pairing a, fine, a, a steak and a red wine. Exactly. So the idea is the mysterious and unbeatable being Omac summons every character that we've introduced onto Earth Three. This like empty place with nobody and they must defeat him if they want to return home this is a beyonder type of story in which he's like i just want to see if anyone can beat me because he's bored type of deal uh and then you've got the fall of stephen strange the main character is um uh dr strange the supporting cast is uh doomsday others in um their earth as well as black adam and the idea is this is going to be one of the first prequel stories introduced is the only prequel story um the writer is ed brubaker the art is de- by dennis hallam the idea behind this is we learn finally why did dr strange on this earth become unworthy of being the sorcerer supreme and the reason why is because he summoned doomsday from another earth the the wink is that he pulled him from the dc universe and he wanted him to fight black adam but the thing is is that that didn't work out it's a going and fighting Adam doomsday just goes around killing people. And everyone is like, Steven, you, you screwed up, man. So in order to basically defeat this monster that strange brought in in order to stop all the killing is they've got to get black Adam to work with them to do it. So this idea that strange made things worse is ultimately, this is a story of how he becomes unworthy. And if there is an order to any of these, um, you know, fall of Stephen Strange, Frost Must Die, and Mark of Evolution all come before Earth 3. Earth 3 leads directly into my major crossover event, the industry showstopper finality. This is the Avengers uh, Infinity War endgame of the whole thing in which you see everything mainly through the eyes of Deacon Frost, kind of like how you saw it through the eyes of Thanos and of the Secret Wars. Um, this has every character, and it's written by Al Ewing, art by Brian Hitch, and the idea is after they defeated Omac, Omac had his own infinity gauntlet and Frost is like, huh, I can go ahead and remake the world in my image by merging Earth 2 and Earth X after he's finally seen all these other characters and stuff like that, and these other worlds. Um, so at the end of it, you know, you can assume that Frost gets beaten. But here's the thing. You've grown to like and understand the motivations of Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom earlier in the story. You know, the big overarching thing is that Strange through all these stories becomes more worthy and Doctor Doom becomes less worthy. And in in the uh, Mark of Evolution story, Doom gets disfigured and has to wear a mask. So now it's like, you know, the worthy has become the unworthy. The unworthy has become worthy. And you have to decide, like, you know, only one Earth will live at the end of this. There is no combining. There is no, you know, post-Jonathan Hickman secret war thing. I want people to understand at the end of this, Strange and Doom must fight to see which Earth lives and which Earth dies or they will all perish together. I have a question. Why is it Earth 2 and Earth X and not like, was there ever Earth 1? Because who's ever going to say that their Earth is the second Earth? Well, someone's being called second Earth. Because I, I was thinking like, will they both call each other Earth 2? But what oh, will the yeah. what will the right what will the readers refer to them as? So I was oh, like, I'm just gonna call one. I'm worried about it. it. Might be a little confusing. They each think that they're Earth One. So I was like, I'm gonna have one Earth referred to it's as like Earth the, Two. Like the the twins in Invincible, they each think they're the original. Exactly. It's kind of that. So yeah, that's it. That's everybody. All right. Who wants to give some more general thoughts before we move on to the next universe? So I thought this was very creative. Considering the so. the you know. I don't want to call them handicaps. I mean, it's your draft, <laughs> but considering what felt like a, a thin roster going in, in some ways, let's put it that way. 
I gotta say, there's a lot, there's a lot of interesting stuff in here for for having a. I think what you're, what you did strategize once you made the frost leap, we might call it, that you went with sort of darker, more um, macabre characters and whatnot, and sort of catered a universe around that idea. So I think it's a, I think it's pretty interesting. My concern as a fan, if I was learning about this universe and thinking about, oh, should I dive into this? I would be a little hesitant by the there's already two universes thing. I think I would be, that would be, that would give me a little bit of pause. I might be a little bit confused. Is this title and that, are you going to brand them differently? Is it going to, are you going to have a marker on them? Like this is, yeah. So it's going to be like how Marvel used to do things with the ultimate comics. One will be earth two. The other will be earth X. And up until like fans are going to want earth X because, because the branding sounds cool. Yeah. And then because they're, they're, they're completionists and they're addicted to this, they're going to go ahead and buy all the earth two stuff. It's going to be so fucking good. You're going to be like, you want more, you got to come to earth two. I don't don't know, man. There's no Deacon Frost in earth two. Why would I want to ever buy that? That's why it's earth two. I appeal to the frost and the non frost audiences. All right. Well, one thing I learned is that this is going to be a long podcast. So why don't we just move on to who wants to go next? Do you want to, do you guys feel like, Listening some more to one of you, one of you want to step Oh, out. which of the limited series like sound like jumped out? I just want to know. Like, I like the strange, those? the strange one for sure. Yeah. Uh, just one question. Omac. Omac. That's Omac. Omac. The fictional race. Words, of, just the fictional. O-Mac? The fictional race of cyborgs. Yeah. That, they, they've transcended. That's, that's a beyonder level threat. In this universe, it is. <laughs> in the world where Dead Man was never in the circus, it is. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> what can you like? What can I say to that? That was around the point where I was like, "Fuck, I'm running out of people." <laughs> because I had my, I you know, I, I thought about like that was probably, in my opinion, the the Earth Three one was like my weakest. But I'm like, you know, I thought that the Beyonder and Earth Three. I'm sorry, I thought that the Beyonder and Secret Wars was stupid. And I'm like, I might as well just have fun with it. So I, I just was kind of like, you know, oh, Max, my leftover. He, I can make him as vague as and, and ambiguous as possible. I can, I can make this work. All right. Who wants to go next? Or do you want me to go? Um, I can go next. All right, Eric. I have no problem. Let's hear it. So Let's hear it. name of my comic book company is uh, ES Comics. ES stands for um, Electric Sheep. It is named after one of my favorite uh, sci-fi books, Do Android Stream of Electric Sheep. So uh, the theme of that will come through in some of these books, I hope. So first title, kicking it right off with my marquee character. Um, name of the book is Web of Spider-Man. This is my favorite uh, version of the Spider-Man books. It had a little bit of a darker, grittier feel. Um, obviously, the main of this is Spider-Man. The villains are um, going to be a cast of characters, Venom, Hobgoblin, uh, Bullseye, and then the two that I took after draft, uh, Russ and Talia al Ghul, who are going to play a major part in my uh, universe. This is going to be written by Donny Cates and Brian Stegman. Um, overview is this is going to be a little bit of a, a different take on Spider-Man. Uh, following the adventures of Peter Parker as he takes Wait, up sorry, the Sorry, who are your creators again? Uh, Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. Okay, got it. So they wrote the uh, Venom books, and I thought they were uh, very well done with that pair. Um, So quick overview. uh, Follow the adventures of uh, Peter Parker as he takes up the mantle of Spider-Man following the mysterious stabbing death of his parents. Who killed his parents in this universe? Or do we got to wait for that? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. 
You just have to wait until I get to my minis. Right, fair enough. <laughs> but you are going right. to find out. All right. All right. Next time, next title is a uh, team up. This is called Lantern Gods. This is a main story of Green Lantern and Thor. Oh, uh, villains are going to be Galactus, Annihilus. Which Green Lantern you had? This is Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan. Okay. This is the one that you did not like. You did not like my pick. Okay. <laughs> uh, so villains are Galactus, Annihilus, and Mephisto. This is going to be written by uh, Green Lantern pair um, Rod Mars and Daryl Banks, who teamed up before on Emerald Twilight. You were asking before who those people were, Mark. So that's who they are. I was. You did. Yeah, you're like, I have no idea who Daryl Banks uh, is. I know who Rob Mars is, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't know Daryl Banks. So this is the, so here's the overview. This is the team up you didn't know you needed. After a cosmic explosion, how Jordan wakes up in a new world, slowly realizing he has been transported to a new universe and rescued by Thor Odinson. So we're going to follow their adventures through the cosmos as they try to get so help. It's home. like a cosmically lethal weapon. Exactly right. All right, I'm in. But no black guy. I mean, it's a big Which, universe, wow, right? Escalated quickly. Which one's Danny Glover? That's, that's all it's, a, it's a big, it's a big universe. All right, it's a big universe. Jeez. All right, coming down, got? coming down on my ESG score already. <laughs> Let's bring that puppy up with the next book. All right, we've got <laughs> Spawn Dreams Dreamscapes. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> So main character is Spawn. Secondary lead is uh, Dream of the Endless. Villains in this book, obviously Violator, uh, Mephisto, Scarecrow, and Saint of Killers, who's from Preacher. Uh, Writer is going to be Scott Snyder. The artist is Greg Capullo. And this is going to lead into a mini that I'm going to cover a little bit later, but since we're going through mains first and then minis later, we're just going to go with this. Following the collapse of the boundary between the awake and sleep realms, Dream taps Spawn to help track down the supernatural threats that have been corrupted by the powers of hell. Very interesting premise. There we go. I like, the, I like this combo. All right. All right. Title four. Uh, going on to Preacher. Uh, main is obviously Jesse Custer, and the secondary is going to be Dream. So you're going to see Dream in, like in my combination verse. here. This is Dreamverse. Oh, yeah. That's, there you go. Like electric said. Sleep. Electric Sheep. Uh, so Villains, uh, Saint of Killers, and then Raz and Talia al Ghul. The writer on this book is going to be Neil Gaiman, and uh, artist is Bill Sienkiewicz. Interesting combination. I, this is kind of like a dream dream. This is kind of like a dream pairing for me. I, I always wanted this. I, I think that. that'd be fantastic. Um, so overview of this book is uh, Jesse Custer begins his journey again, searching for the one true God uh, while avoiding old enemies, saints of killers and new ones um, trying to win his favor in the Al Ghuls. All right. All right. Next up is titles Weapon X. We can guess who the lead is here. This is going to be Wolverine. Uh, villains are going to be Venom, Bullseye, Roz and Talia Al Ghul, and Mephisto. These Al Ghuls are everywhere. They are everywhere. They are everywhere. They're playing a, a major part in my, uh, my street-level hero universe. Okay. <laughs> uh, the writer of this book is Chris Claremont, and the artist is Joe Casada, who does a pretty mean Wolverine. 
When's the last time Joe Casada drew drew something? Like I like I said during the drift, doesn't matter. I know you're. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not questioning your integrity. I'm just actually just having a casual um, conversation he, here. He has. I think it was amazing because he, he was one of my favorite artists in the early '90s. I loved. I mean, that, that's it why was, I jumped over to Valiant because of his uh, him being on Ninjak. Yeah, it was. It was. Rems is right. It was ASM. He he did a couple covers um, back in like 20, 2022. So last year, I saw a couple covers from him. Um, he has been then, on a regular book and probably. He, it's been a couple of years, I think. So he did Amazing Spider-Man during the um, One More Day storyline back in oh. black. Wasn't that I think like at that point, that's when they, yeah, I mean, 2008, 2009. a long time then. Yeah, because he was editor-in-chief, so he was putting himself on hey, all dude, his dude, I'm the one that has Alan Moore on my team, so I'm not questioning. We, we agreed if they're alive, they can go to work, damn it. They, if they're alive, there's a check big <laughs> enough, and we got the check. So. Exactly right. Exactly right. In this, in this universe. Why so find over- ourselves financially in a fantasy universe, you know? Exactly right. It's all make believe, funny money. I'm paying them with the made up Bitcoin. Just like Who really? knows? Anyway, yeah. All right. So the uh, overview for this book is Wolverine is a hunted man, having escaped the Weapon X program. He is on the run to find himself and get answers. Uh, we find out about his dark past under the program as he pieces himself together. So all of the villains in this are from his past, and uh, we're just trying to figure out who he is. And he's trying to find that out as well. We can hear all the sound effects, Mark. (laughs) Um, I like it. All right. Next book is Xavier's Angels. I like that. I like how you didn't even call them Charlie's, even though you could have because he's clever. I like it. I like it. Exactly right. Oh, I could have done that too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Never mind. Now it's Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Charles's Angels. Xavier's, Xavier's Angels. So, main mains in this are Professor X, obviously, uh, Psylocke, Jean Grey, and Wonder Woman. This is so uh, the, the teenager's dream here. Yep. Take villains, my money. <laughs> villains in this book, Sebastian Shaw, Harley Quinn, Madeline Pryor, and uh, Talia Al Ghul. All right. I like it. Writer is Chris Claremont, artist, none other than Jim Lee. Oof. Good luck right. with those deadlines, my friend. You know what? But, uh, but you got I mean, the cover uh, price is already five ninety nine, isn't it? I'm already in, by the way, for the cover the for the 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 uh, the spread page that I'm sure will be in there. That is exactly right. So follow the X Angels Detective Agency as they investigate mutant supernatural crimes, led by Professor X. Uh, follow uh, Jean, Betsy, and Diana as they circle the world, fighting these threats. All right. We're halfway so through. Little. What are you guys picking up? There's a couple. This is tough. that one. I mean, it was a tie between Lantern Gods because you made two characters who I'm usually not interested in individually. Yeah. Sounds really compelling. I like the dynamic of that. It's kind of like what I was doing with Power Girl, you know, following like this yeah. Planet of the Apes thing that, you know, the one person lands in another place and it's going to mm-hmm. be their journey of finding out. I like that one. But um, Xavier's Angels top that on Teen- art alone, Teenage, on art yeah. characters alone. I'm teenage, vain. Teenage, I don't hide it. Teenage never touched a woman. Me uh, would. Uh, I was 13. Calm down. Uh, was would definitely be all over Xavier's Angels, and I still might be, to be honest. But I'm very intrigued by this Neil Game and Bill Sankowitz combination on Preacher. So I think I would. Yeah. I would have a hard time not if I'm only picking one, which I would probably pick more than one out of this in re- in reality because these are pretty interesting. But I would pick that would be the one I would just I would have to check out just because of that combination alone and that combination on that character. I mean, there's so many. Interesting clashes there yeah. that I would I would just I'd be too intrigued to uh, to leave it be. Jeffrey, what about you? 
Uh, I like the Lantern Gads, uh, the Neil Gaiman Preacher, of course, and of course, Xavier's Angels. Yeah, we all agree we're picking that up. All right, let's just submit it and move on. All right, everyone's pull list. That's the that redefines the word pull list. We're going on. That's the vampirilla of my uh, my universe. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so the next so the next one is uh, a take on a on a older group. Um, this is called Midnight Suns. Okay. This is going to have uh, main characters Erica Slaughter, Blade, Ghost Rider. This is Johnny Blaze. And Moon Knight. That is my version of Midnight Suns. Uh, villains are going to be Venom, Scarecrow, Mephisto, Violator, and Hobgoblin. This is going to be written by uh, James Tinian, so it's going to be written in that uh, something is killing the children kind of vibe. And the artist is going to be Jim Starlin. Interesting. So he has done some. He's alive. Uh, yeah, we talked. He is, we had this conversation he is alive. We, we didn't. We didn't. You asked me. You asked me about he's, most of my still, other no, update. Is he still alive? Because that was two months ago. Still alive, <laughs> according to Google. He is still alive, but that was not the rule. It was live at the time of the draft. Uh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, he but he is survive once he's been drafted. So. Yeah, but he back in the day he used to do some man thing and he did he's some seventy four years uh, old. Books. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, good for him. Good for him. He looked fantastic. For Doesn't look a day over inventing Thanos. He looks like fucking um, Walter White right now. I'm looking up pictures of him. He does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. Good look for him. All right. All right. So overview. Uh, New team rises to fight the forces of evil. Join the team of Erica, Blade, Johnny, and Mark as they take on the minions of Mephisto (laughs) in this horror-inspired reboot. All right. I like it. Mark Spector. Got it. Who is still currently Not Moon Knight? Claire. Got it. Well, you could be, could be you too. Maybe. All It'll right. Be Moon Knight in a year again. Don't worry. Just like Frank Castle will come back. Switching, switching gears here. Next big book is Vader. Oh yeah, I forgot you drafted Vader. I did draft Darth Vader. So that is my main character of the book. The villain in this book, or whomever, is everybody else. <laughs> Writer, Scott Snyder. Artist, Greg Capullo. This is going to be a dark, gritty, nasty book. How does, kill so how does Darth Vader people. fit into your universe? Does he come You'll over find out. You'll find out. <laughs> don't worry about it. We'll find I mean, out a little bit later. Reveal, and he can't tease me a little bit to pick up the book? No, you're, you're fine. I'm, I'm going to tease you. I have a whole overview. What if I, okay, okay, so. What a whole overview. So let's hear it. Yeah, Eric, so, smack it. So, how did nobody draft Warrior? You know, I thought about it. I thought about it. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for that yeah, Patreon inspired. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's our next. It's our next thing. <laughs> it's our next thing we're gonna do. All right. All right. When all right, so anyway. like we need five more ongoing titles. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So reimagining the Star Wars universe to fix time continuity issues and dive deep into Anakin's descent and rise into Darth Vader. Follow the Emperor Empire's rise to power through the brutality of Vader. Dig it. So this is going to fix all the, the continuity errors I find in the Star Wars universe. Are you telling me Disney doesn't care about continuity? And the no, I, I've, character? I've never bought that the rebellion rose after a whopping, a, a galactic rebellion rose after 10 years of the Empire being in charge. I don't buy it. Yeah, it's not enough time. It's not. Because we didn't, hardly had a honeymoon period. Right. 
Because at first the empire was cleaning up the shit, or at least that that's what it's I, like, you know? I agree. I don't, I never bought it. This is going to fix those issues for me. And no one ever wants to say that like the Mon Calamari is. are like the Mossad of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. But I'll say it. Someone says it. All right. All <laughs> so right. here's, uh, all right. So moving on. Next book is The Dreams of Children. Going back to my core premise here. Sounds quite So cool. this is going to be uh, main character is Erica Slaughter. That'll play on the, uh, you know, her original title. And secondary character is Dream. Uh, villain are the duplicatypes, which are from Something is Killing the Children. I think those are fairly uh, generic. Don't think I needed to draft those. Nah, um, okay. And the villain is Mephisto. All right. Writer on this book is going to be Jeff Lemire. And the artist is going to be Mark Bagley. Interesting. So again, this is following the collapse um, of the barrier between the wake and sleep realms. The Order of St. George, which is something that's going on children. Uh, the the uh, Order of uh, St. George's job has become more difficult. Uh, Erica Slaughter has taken up the mantle of the head of the Black Masks and must decide which towns to rescue. Can she put the differences aside with the other masks to continue th- contain the threats arising from the dreams of children? Dig it. All right. Moving on. Next book is Blade. Next time we're going to do half as many books. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing my best this. to move. Oh, you're doing great. You're you going did this. Go. Doing my best to move through this. Next book's Blade. Main character's Blade. Huh. Uh, not Deacon Frost. With no, well, hold on. What are you going to do with Blade without Deacon Frost? That's what I, got, I, got a fix, I got a fix for it. Answer the so Frost first. The villains, the villains here are going to be uh, vampires. Uh, Bullseye, Hobgoblin. And the all new, all different character. Don't say it. Fekin Drost. <laughs> all new, all different. No one's ever heard of this guy before. He's crazy. <laughs> Original For like character. two seconds, I People thought you were going to say Dracula. I at least like <laughs> the attempt. Too. I did too. No, there's no, there's no Dracula in this book because I, I, uh, I avoided Dracula because I felt kind of cheap. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> so... Uh, writer on this one's going to be uh, Joshua Williamson because I need some stuff banged out. Yep. Uh, artist on this is going to be Joe Casada. Um, overview: uh, The Vampire Hunter Rises. After being con- being converted by the all new, all different vampire leader Fekin Drost, uh, <laughs> Blade, Blade seeks his revenge. You mock. Blade, Blade seeks his revenge to rid the world of vampires. Will he succeed? So, boom. All you know the, the real the real question here is how many other titles does Speak and Drost appear in? That's what I. Yeah. Um, that's the or only. Is there an alternate the, universe where he's the dictator? No, that's the only one because he's not a very popular <laughs> character. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Does he die as soon as Gambit dies in my? <laughs> I don't have Gambit in my universe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So I got two more, two more mains. So my next one is, uh, just entitled dream. So this is uh dream of the endless book. Uh, villains can be Mephesto and saint of killers writer and artist. Once again, Neil Gaiman and Bill Sienkiewicz mm-hmm. pairing them up again. Just, I just love that combo. Um, I don't know if they've ever worked on a book together, but if they did, I need to find it. Um, and again, following the collapse of the boundary between the awake and sleep realms, 
Dream works to repair the rift and restore the delicate balance between the worlds. All right. We got one more main title. One more main title is called The Syndicate. Mains in this are Ross Al Ghul, Tully Al Ghul, and Sebastian Shaw. Um, the writers, James Tinian, artist Jim Starlin. And uh, overview. The world is not run by the known powers. Rather, a, sh- rather, a shattery organization known as the Syndicate wants to bring a new world order to the universe. See the inner workings of the organization through stories from the three heads. So this is going to be the three heads uh, telling their stories of how they rose to power to rule the world. Very Godfather. Thank you. Dig it. All right. So those are my... The, uh, yeah, so the minis. minis that we'll do our, our picks. All right. So here's, here's the minis. Uh, so... The first mini is actually a two-part miniseries. So this is going to take care of two of them. Okay. This one is going to be called Broken Dreams. The main characters in this are going to be Dream of the Endless, Midnight Suns, and Spawn. Primary villain here is Mephisto. The writer on this is going to be Scott Snyder, and the artist is Ryan Stegman. Overview here. Um, and the first part is, uh, is called Shattered Dreams. So a little gold dust reference here, Mark. There you go. Uh, this will introduce the uh, universe to the main books. They're all referenced as cut happening after the shattering. Um, as Mephisto twists the waking and sleep realms, causing the two to break by unleashing hell spawns upon Dream's realms. Uh, to stop the, the damage, Dream enlists the Midnight Suns and Spawn to take down Mephisto. Um, and this will be split, like I said, into the two series, Shattered Dreams, which launches the series and the first story arcs in the books that I mentioned previously. And then it ends uh, with Serendipitous, Serendipitous Dream, uh, which ends the first story arc and repairs the rift between the realms. All right. All right. The next one. This is my this is my big one that I put a lot of thought into. Mark already knows about this one. Uh, This one's called Betrayal. Uh, The main characters in this one are Spider-Man and Wolverine. Uh, The villain is the Syndicate Group. Writer is Donnie Cates. Artist is Mark Bagley. Love Mark Bagley Spider-Man art. That's a cool combo. Yep. All right. So while under the influence of the Weapon X program, Wolverine is set to kill two S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in New York City. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he finds them and kills them in the street leaving the child an orphan years later Peter Parker as Spider-Man teams up with Wolverine oh, to take geez, down the syndicate right. taking out a field office Peter finds files on the hit and learns the truth of his parents death oh shit the killer is his longtime ally, ally Wolverine follow this could have worked case. with Batman really well too yeah I know <laughs> I know that's why I wanted to trade uh, follow this book to see if they can reconcile and if New York City will survive it. Damn. That's my big book. I think we have a winner. I'm wow. out. I might <laughs> reveal my lineup. I like how Eric and I's universe is like, how can we take our favorite characters and make their lives miserable? <laughs> That's right. This is very different than the the Peter Parker uh, Wolverine body swapping issue of, of Ultimate Spider-Man. Nobody don't talks about that. that. We don't talk don't about that. don't need that. that. <laughs> All right, my last mini. I'll try to uh, I'll try to make this one short because I got the crossover after that. 
so this next one is going to be called Harvest Moon. Um, this is going to be Moon Knight and uh, Spider-Man team up. Uh, villains are going to be Scarecrow and Hobgoblin. I always thought it would be really cool if those two teamed up. Uh, writers, Jeff Lemire. Artist is Jim Lee. If Jim Lee can, can write books or draw books. Um, overview. As the summer heat gives way to cool autumn air, new threats begin to emerge in New York City. Scarecrow and Hobgoblin team up to harness the powers of the dream realm that have leaped into the real. Can Spider-Man and Moon Knight stop them before they succeed? Dig it. All right. Big crossover event. My big crossover event answers your earlier question. This title is called Dark Forces. Oh, it's just called Dark Force. I screw it up, the S. Main characters on here are going to be Thor, Green Lantern, Preacher, Wolverine, Midnight Suns, and Xavier's Angels. The villain here is going to be Vader and Galactus. The writer is going to be Ron Mars. Artists are going to be Daryl Banks and Ryan Stegman. Overview. In a galaxy far, far away, an emperor has fallen. His loyal subject lies in pieces, and the, victor's tower, the victor towers over them. Sensing great power, the victor makes the subject an offer to become his new herald. Vader accepts. The herald is sent to Earth, where he is met by the mightiest heroes. Little do they know his arrival pretends the arrival of Galactus. Can the heroes of Earth unite and defeat the powerful pair, or the dark force prevail? That's my now I see line. how you bring them together. There we go. Damn, we really had to build up Damn. to that. That's right. <laughs> wow, man. Well, I dig it. Uh, I, I almost dig it so much that I don't even, I'm afraid of my own lineup now. I used to think I had a good lineup. I'm not even sure what I think now. I love the Spider-Man Wolverine. That whole storyline is brilliant. I, I love, I fucking love Vader. I love Vader as Galactus' Herald. I, I, I'm curious how, how far Vader would take being ordered around by someone, but you know, he, he was in that role with the Emperor too. So, but that's maybe part of where you're going to go with all this. So that's right. Fucking love it. The idea of Vader just showing up as a Herald of the Galactus is it's just a, such a fucking cool visual. So that's some cool shit. What do you guys think? That syndicate book was going to be like the top of mind, but that betrayal series, what I like is like, you know, like I, I kind of went complicated with mine in order to make them different. And you did that with like the first, like, uh, you know, six of your titles, but like, you know, at the end of the day, and this is what we always say on the show, if you can make a simple story really impactful, yeah. that's really hardcore. And as soon as you, as soon as you kind of teed that up with the Spider-Man's of his parents mysteriously being stabbed earlier, and then tie it with the fact that you're bringing this together. I mean, that right there, that is a, that's the mark of a good story. That yeah. is what caught my attention. That's my favorite of your titles. Thank you. Jeffrey, what do you think? What do you, what do you, I like out it. Of this? I dig it. Yeah, definitely betrayal. The crossover event. Sounds badass. Uh, the uh, Blade series, because Blade's great, and I can't wait to meet. Uh, what was it, Feekin Frost? Frost? I can't wait to see what he's all about. I think the world is hyped for Feekin Frost. Um, the the fun codes right. are already in pre-production. That's right. 
Next big thing. What became a joke has now become the whole thing. I take it as a compliment. I almost wonder if this should be a two-part show and this should just be the end of part one. I mean, we'll still we'll keep we'll keep doing. You just want right to change now. your lineup, don't you, Mark? Yeah, I'm like I'll you be want back in three hours. Yes. I gotta shuffle some things around. I want you to know that we have been planning this since September, and when I counted the emails between us all coordinating it, probably a hundred and two emails. Yeah. That was quite a bit. This ends tonight. I need more time. (laughs) Well, friends, as it turned out, there actually is a part two next week, unless you are a patron of the Second Print Comics podcast, which you can become. We didn't even mention this in the whole show. I can't believe it. You can become by heading over to patreon.com slash secondprintpod for early and complete access to all our episodes, including the SPC Comics draft reveal. But for the rest of you, you got to tune in next week after your Thanksgiving break. Happy Thanksgiving. By the way, come back for part two as we reveal the teams of Jeffrey and myself. Until next time, my friends, read comics, change the world. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.